Greetings, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Too Long Didn't Read, a podcast made by the Blaze newspaper so you can consume your news in an audio format. I'm your host, Armand Fati, and this is a recorded greeting. No, I'm kidding. But I am recording this from the comfort of my own room, as we are in a pandemic time. And with that in mind, I sat down to talk with Miss Mary Barnes, our career and college advisor over a online conference call, and we talked about the new test optional policies being implemented by a lot of colleges recently in response to the coronavirus pandemic. Hopefully you can garner a little bit of hope and advice in the same way that I did when we enjoyed this call. Anyways, without further ado, please enjoy another episode of Too Long Didn't Read. Once again, my name is Armand Fati. I'm a reporter for the Blaze newspaper. Um, if you could just uh, state and spell your name for the record... I'm Miss Barnes, and I'm the Career Center Specialist at Rockbridge. Thank you, ma'am. All right, um, so in the next tab over, I kind of have you on a little split-screen view. I got, uh, I got our questions that we were talking about today. Um, so as I, as I mentioned to you before, we're talking about the, uh, the SAT optional policies that have recently come out with a, with a lot of colleges, especially applying to the class of 2021 as their fall year um, really starts running at them. Now I may be a little biased as I am part of the class of fall fall class of 2021. Um so I'm kind of looking forward to having no SAT. How do you um how do you think we should be reacting? Like do you think well let me start off first. Do you think this is a necessary response from the the colleges? I do. I do. I mean testing is stressful enough as it is and then to add the potential health concerns, and not only for you as a student, but for your loved ones and those around you. So I think being able to eliminate that stress um, it is definitely a necessary decision they had to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for for sure. Do you do you think it's like? There's going to be a lot of administrations coming out, and recently, actually, I got an email from College Board. Uh, they said that there is a September SAT administration date already set for the 26th, which is, uh, and then the 27th, if you have any uh, religious restrictions that would stop you from taking it on the Saturday. Um, but uh, do you do you think that it's worth it, especially with there being, now there is set monthly SAT administrations from August till December at minimum. Do you think it's worth it to like go out there and make that effort and to cram and prep or do you think that students should be relying on the fact that oh it's going to be test optional at most colleges that are they're applying to um i you know one of your question was how should the class of 2021 react and my immediate word is cautious um they need to read the fine print because it's not carte blanche don't have to submit your test scores, particularly around some of the highly selective schools, which I know our Rockford students um, like to apply to. So for example, Cornell um, came out with test optional this week, but if you read their, re, uh, their press release, it strongly encourage, is, encourages if you have the access and the means to take the test, to take it, and if you don't take the test, that they'll be looking at your application more stringently. So you do need to weigh, you know, whether you should take that test or not, depending on what schools you're going to apply to. Yeah. Also, some schools, while they're waiving it from an application perspective, most schools rely heavily on the SAT or ACT scores for merit scholarships. So you need to make sure that that school is actually waiving it for both the application and the scholarship side. 
Um, so again, you've got to read the fine print. Do you think that we'll, the class of 2021 will be at a disadvantage? I mean, I, I think their normal is going to be a very new normal. Um, I don't know yet if it's a disadvantage because um, the, the colleges are also struggling. So they're having to look at things differently as well. Um, so that holistic review will still be there. It's just going to have different parts to it. Um, and in some cases, you know, I think there might be more opportunities for the class of 2021 because not as many from the class of 2020 may be actually going off to college. So they may be looking to add more students the following year. So it's a little too early to have a definitive answer, but I would stay very optimistic for the class of 2021. That's good. We could localize it even further, specifically the class of 2021 here at Rockridge. I believe the larger majority of them uh, came from the uh, Stonehill uh, Annex, actually. Their eighth grade year, they spent about half the year here at Rock Ridge, and then the other half at Stonehill, going on and off every other day. Do you, and considering the kind of crazy up and down the wave that uh, 2021 has been riding uh, since they came to the school from both being here a year early to um, uh, un unfortunate events that have occurred to uh, a lot of uh, a lot of crazy things and now um, kind of a, a coronacation this this pandemic that is going around do you think that this is do you think it's beneficial towards us that there are more things happening or do you think that it's possible that it's more of a detriment to them? Well, I mean, nobody wants to be in a bad situation and I'm sure everyone's kind of tired of being quarantined. On the other hand, you know, given the Stonehill Annex and what we're experiencing now, you all are, are building your resiliency. You're, you're coming through. You're a great class and I'm excited to not only help you as a career center specialist, but also as a senior class sponsor. Um, and I think um, these experiences are just going to help you grow and really help you in the long run in your careers or whatever you plan to do, because you'll have been able to stay positive and stay strong and push through adverse situations. Yes, ma'am. Do you think then that the SAT and the ACT are a good gauge or measurement of the student's you know, performance, especially if... Yeah, taking taking our Rockridge class, especially if they've been through so many crazy things. Do you think that that SAT score, that fourteen hundred or that that twelve fifty or that you know amazing like sixteen hundred, if you somehow pull that off, <laughs> um, do you think or I guess thirty eight on the ACT? I don't know much about the ACT. I think it's a thirty eight. That's the maximum, or it's thirty six. But thirty six. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um. But do you think that that number is a good way to, to, to represent the student's, you know, performance and ability? I think it's just a piece of the application. Most of the colleges really look at the student's application holistically. So it's just one piece of it. And I've heard some of our admissions reps when they come to visit Rockbridge say, I would rather, um, you know, know what you do for an entire school year versus what you did on one Saturday for four hours. So it, it has its place and um, is certainly an important part of the application, but it's only one part of the application. For sure. How do you how did you view the SAT when you were when you were a high school student, Miss Barnes? <laughs> um, I mean, I probably um, you know viewed it like any other student. It was a bit daunting. 
Um, the fact that I had to sit for four hours and take a test and really not have a, a, a good idea of what I was going to experience. I feel like now there's a lot more test prep than when I was having to apply. Um, but you know, it's a milestone that we all go through and get through. Um, and it's, it's, as I said earlier, it's just one piece of your application. Do you think that since there's a milestone that you say that everyone goes through, you know, like most adults will probably tell you like, oh yeah, I have this like horrific SAT story of like, you know, they, they fell asleep halfway through the test or maybe they like failed terribly or they spent the whole night cramming and they got an amazing score. Do you think that because there's less opportunity for them, maybe not no opportunity, obviously there's very good chance for them to, 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 to try for this. Do you think that class 2021 and also the coming years will be at a a disadvantage of this you know like this kind of coming of age moment where you take your basically academic prowess and accumulate it into one single assessment to try and claim future um there's a lot in that question yeah I mean, I think the class of 2021 is going to be okay with SAT or ACT. They do have uh, multiple opportunities to take it in the fall. I get your point that probably they may not have as many opportunities to prep. So I would probably try to use the summer for some of that prep. Um, you know, I think if the story is still in, uh, in excuse me, story is still evolving. So in some cases, like we might see the early decision and early action deadline push out further so that the students do have more time to take those tests um, or you know, get those letters of recommendation or whatever information is needed for those applications. Um, so we, besides the, I think the test optional is like the start and that there could be other changes in that application process down the road. Do you think it's smarter to go for those test optional schools rather than the ones that would, you know, require a test and you have to cram that in and make and make that effort instead and instead to go for the ones that are either test optional or no test at all on the application? I would really look first at why I want to attend that school. And then second would be are they test optional or not? And if you have two schools that offer the same academic program and feel like the right fit for you, then you could look at the test optional component and apply, you know, um, or, you know, either with or without that uh, SAT or ACT score. But, um, you know, I, I guess I would, I would lean towards uh, taking that SAT just, and then it's your decision on whether you submit it or not. Who knows, you might do pretty well on it. If not, then you don't have to submit it. So, you know, that's, that's the part of the test optional piece. It puts you a little bit in control of what you share. How do you think it's going to affect the the, the next few years of students? The uh, a few articles that I've read and some some of the research that I've done has shown that um, a, a good amount of colleges when they when they go for that test optional policy and they see that more influx of students, they tend to continue that test optional or forgo it entirely. Do you think that that's going to affect the, the coming years of, 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 I guess, children and, and students applying? Or do you think that it's maybe not something that most colleges will embrace and they'll just kind of flip back once uh, this whole generation is able to come through? Yeah, that's a great question because certainly 
at least, you know, a third or half of these schools have said that, you know, this is specifically for the class of 2020. Um, but as you say, once you've made that change and you understand the impacts and make those adjustments, you know, why go back to, now some might feel like, you know, having that SAT score was a good indicator for us. So there's gonna be a lot of factors and the problem is, you know, as I said, it, there may be other changes besides that test score. So it may be hard for the schools to actually figure out which lever they changed actually created either a negative or a positive impact on that um, incoming class. Did you did you go for a test optional school, Miss Barnes? They did not have test optional back in my day. <laughs> It was, it was, it was either take it or you don't. <laughs> yeah, you either take it or you don't apply. Wow. Um, yeah. And I don't t recommend taking it the Saturday after um, homecoming. That's, that's not, uh, <laughs> not that is, that is, that is fair. Yes. I, I believe that was what this year's administration was the October one. It was, Hey, you know how you had homecoming? All right. Time to go hop that four hour exam. You, you yeah. probably just crawled out of your basement when you fell asleep on the couch, but go take a, go take a four hour exam. You didn't study for. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that it's, I don't know. I'm asking a lot. Of, Do you think questions? I, I, I understand, but. It is, it is, you are, you are, I guess, our, our local, our local expert as you, you are our college advisor. Do you think that it's going to be harder for kids to pick their, their colleges with this, with this new, not just with this test optional policy, but with also this pandemic going on and our, our school, we, we don't really know quite yet. We're hoping that schools will open, you know, once again, back in August and we can hop back on that education train. Um, but do you think that uh, do you think that's gonna be detrimental or positive that kids are kind of getting this time to really learn about themselves and uh, I, I guess kind of see how they react? Um, I think it's great that they have the opportunity to learn more about themselves. I actually have a rising senior um, at a different high school, and she's actually you know spent some more time looking at colleges online. Um, I think what is detrimental is, you know, usually in the spring and certainly in the summer, this is the time of year that you all go visit those schools and not being able to really get that sense of fit and what you like and don't like by physically being on that campus. That's really tough. So, you know, I'm hoping that this summer, if things ease up, that at a minimum, uh, uh, parents and, and students will feel comfortable going to college campuses and you know, maybe not doing an official tour, um, but being able to, to walk around in a comfortable space or just even drive through the campus. Because um, it just makes a really big difference if you can get that look and feel of the campus. Yeah, of course. Of course. Do you think you're, we're going to see a spike in, like, online schools? <laughs> In, uh, in colleges, obviously some, not some, most colleges are doing kind of the, uh, the administration from home. I have a brother, he, he does all of his classes here from home. He took a final the other day, I think a final or like a midterm, some big exam. Um, but, uh, do you think that we're going to see like a spike in like, uh, online colleges? I know I get like way more ads for them than I used to. <laughs> And if you can't be in person and be in the dorms and, 
you know, be part of what's going on in the campus because there's so many amazing things that happen on campus, um, not just the athletics, but the clubs, the debates, you know, everything like that. So um, I think for the short run, certainly, you know, online is um, a very viable option for the colleges as well as the students, as well as, you know, potentially students going to the community college first um, if they, they can't get away. Um, but I think we will circle back to the, uh, the in-person experience. Yes, ma'am. All right. Well, I think, uh, I think I have, uh, that, I think that's, that wraps it up with a nice little bow. Do you have any, do you have any more thoughts, ma'am, on this, this whole situation? Um, just that we'll get through this. I know there's a lot of uncertainties and it's not just for students and families, but also on the college side, we've been talking to a lot of the admission reps over the last couple of days and, you know, they're, they're struggling too to, to figure out and, and, and do the right thing. And all they, you know, the main thing they are stressing is keep calm and we'll figure this out. They're going to make this as, you know, accessible and, um, as, you know, lighten the burden as much as, as they possibly can because they want to see you all on campus. Yes, ma'am. All right. Well, you heard it here first, folks, from Miss Mary Barnes, our college advisor at Rockridge. We going to be all right. <laughs> there you go. Thank you so much for your time, Miss Barnes. It is 10 a.m. on a Friday <laughs> in the end of April at the end of the quarter, and no one wants to be awake, and we all have so much work to do. But I thank you so much for giving me this little sliver of your morning, and uh, we, we, we thank you for your time. This is a pleasure. Thank you. Anyways, that is all the time that we have for today on Too Long Didn't Read. I'm your host, Armand Fati. And we hope you are staying safe in these times of pandemic and fear. And we thank you for listening.